Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette. Tom Prince could not be here. He's busy. He's got WNY Athletics duties going on today. He's probably calling 100 games. And Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker in studio. Oh, you say the nicest things. I do. And Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics is here. We're going to talk wrestling today. Derek Kramer producing. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Morning, morning sir. Thanks for having me on. Oh, always. it's a pleasure. It's our pleasure, Thank Matt. You. Love having you here. Thank There's you. a lot going on with wrestling, and uh, you're going to get us caught up uh, to uh, what's going on, and especially with uh, sectionals coming up and yep. then states. So mm-hmm. like to know who has a chance to go far this year. Yep. Uh, news and notes on this very chilly day. Of course, Roger is nothing. He's in a bikini, and uh, you know he's got sunglasses on, flip flops. Nothing bothers him. Is advised. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if Francis were here, that would be the ultimate test. Would he still be in shorts? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. Tom. Oh, yes. absolutely. Well, not Tom so much. Tom Francis. was in shorts last week. Really? Yeah, he was in shorts. Boy, I the only miss thing all missing was stuff, the huh? flip flops. It was like spring last week, so I don't. I mean. Not too far off, so I don't. It's I just been crazy it. the way the weather's been like a roller coaster. One day it's gonna be cold, next day you know close to forty. Right. Sinuses go berserk for most people. My allergies going crazy right now. Yeah, know? so it's mine good. were going nuts uh, this past week. I'm like, come on, man. Let's just get. Let, let's hope the uh, groundhog is right and we get an early spring. Right. Quicker we start talking baseball, softball. In fact, d- didn't I read yesterday? Uh, Kenesha softballs. Uh, Starting their camp, their spring camp now, in North Carolina. I don't know if they're in North Carolina, but they're probably starting because their season probably they start playing what March first. It seems yeah, like. Around then. I mean, by the time the high schools finally have a good enough weather to get on the field, the colleges around here are wrapping up their season. You know. Yeah, I mean, lacrosse is starting. I think Syracuse got a win yesterday. Already? Well, I mean, they're in the dome, of course, but I mean, yeah, it's not even the you know halfway through the the month, and they're already playing. You know, they beat Colgate yesterday, a local rivalry. But yeah, I mean, I love college lacrosse. Isn't it great? It is. Isn't it awesome? And you know, you get to see. uh, I mean, really creative style. Uh, out there with some of these teams well, like Virginia, and, and it's cool with with Western New York because a lot of the these a lot of players come from Western New York and upstate New York. Not in general, only do so. they co- the, that the a lot of the colleges are filled with Western New York players, but these guys are captains yeah. of their teams. Yeah, they go yeah. from over the years. freshman year that they're captain by their junior year. Yeah. I think it was how so uh, good they are. Chase Scanlon, I think, from Silver Creek, who was originally a Silver Creek uh, alumni. Went there. Um, I believe he he might have broken a record yesterday for Syracuse for goals in a quarter. Even wow. I mean, so it's like cool to see these connections of guys uh, 
all over the country coming, you know, from central New York, Rochester, western New York, all over the place. It's cool. It's really it, neat. it really yeah. is. I, I absolutely love it. Yep. Let's get into news and notes, guys. Uh, Section 6 has come out with their uh, 2020 football alignment. And it basically goes like this. Double A, you have Hutch Tech, Bennett, Niagara Falls, Lancaster, Orchard Park, Clarence, Frontier, and Williamsville North. In A1, it'll be Jamestown, Lockport, Niagara Wheatfield, West Seneca West, Hamburg, Kenmore West, McKinley, and Grand Island. In A2, it's Sweet Home, North Tonawanda, South Park, Williamsville East, Kenmore East, Star Point, Amherst, Williamsville South. B1 will be West Seneca East, Burgard slash Buffalo Arts, East Aurora slash Holland, Iroquois, Pioneer, Cheektowaga, Luport. In B2, Lakeshore, uh, Maritime Charter, Olean, Maryville, Dunkirk, Albion, Depew. Then you go to Sea South, Fredonia, Casadega Valley slash Faulkner, Southwestern, Chautauqua Lake slash Westfield, Brockton, Allegheny Limestone, uh, Climber, Sherman, Panama. Then we're going to see Central, Lackawanna, Springville, Alden, Eden slash North Collins, JFK, Wilson, Gowanda slash Pine Valley, and C North, Tonawanda, Newfane. I'm sorry, Medina looks like they're in C. They're in C North. C North. Mm -hmm. Okay, the way it's shaped up on my screen, uh, it doesn't all line up. C North, Tonawanda, Newfane, Medina, Akron, uh, I'm guessing Wilson, Cleve Hill. Mm -hmm. And then in D, Portville, Salamanca, Silver Creek slash Forestville, uh, Cataraugus Little Valley, Franklinville slash Ellicottville, and then Randolph. Okay, I guess three quick comments. Number one, obviously, uh, Frewsburg and Maple Grove are going to stick to uh, eight-man football again. Uh, number two, you neglect when you mentioned Bennett. Uh, to Anthony, you neglected to say that Bennett includes Olmstead. You know, the well, it's a hundred school. The shrine on yeah, but you could have at least alluded to the shrine on Suffolk Avenue in the one four two one five and. Again, good news and bad news. The uh, C schools did it the way, in my opinion, you should do it. Right. They had to go with three divisions. They went with geography. You know, they complained that one of the reasons they tried to go to that other system that got shot down for a year was geography and rivalries. Yet, if that's the case, why wouldn't they do a Class A geographically as opposed to bed numbers? Why, can, for the life of me, can you explain why Lockport and Star Point are in opposite divisions right. and likewise Kenmore and Ken East? I don't understand that. Similarly with uh, B2. If they would have done it geographically, I would have had Burgard, Chickawaga, Luport, Maritime, Maryvale, Albion, and the Pew in the North Division, and then, you know, the West Seneca, East, East Aurora, Iroquois, Pioneer, Dunkirk, Olean, Lakeshore, and the South Division. Uh, I'm more confused than usual, Anthony, and you know what that leads to. That's scary because you get confused very Chaos. easily. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. From Tom Prince, he did want me to pass this along. Evan Chaffee, sophomore, has verbally agreed to the University of Alabama for baseball. And also, we have a fundraiser coming up, and it's going to be a comedy show for, uh, let me see, 
Cattaraugus uh, Reservation Firehouse is, is going to be at. It's February 8th, $15 for tickets at the door, and uh, be cash today, bar, Anthony. food. That's that? today. today. That's today. Yes. Yep. So get out there and uh, check that out. Uh, let's see. Tom just pointed out Roy Hart is eight man in combo two. Yes. Them and uh, them and Barker are combining with, I believe. I miss that one. I forget the the third team. Lindenville, maybe. Lindenville, Section five, Lindenville. Yeah. Okay. I think that is the team for <clears throat> yeah. sure. Okay, Anthony. Also, uh, Wednesday night I had an opportunity to go to the, you know one of those longest basketball games ever. It took five weeks <laughs> to play and all that. It was the completion of the game where. Uh, Ben Blumen had his episode, I will call it, and uh, he sent me a text saying thanks for attending, and also he wants everyone to know our classes for prospective new officials start March 2nd, that's a Monday, and are held on four consecutive Mondays. If interested, people can go to the www.board, that's B-O-A-R-D, 53.com, for information, if uh, you are 18 years or over, the IAABO Board 53, a.k.a. Western New York Boys Basketball. Guys, a quick question about that game. Would they have started it from the time and the score? Exactly. It, it, Two it, minutes and 52 seconds okay. remaining in the, in the uh, first quarter. I'm glad you asked that. Anthony? Channel 7, Channel 4, Channel 2 is there. Do you think they could have stuck around till the end of the first quarter and at least got a little bit of footage of the game? They did not. Oh, they're usually pressed for time because they oh, didn't okay, get weather Oh, okay, but two minutes in. and 52 seconds at 7 o'clock in the evening? I don't think so. Yeah, Sorry. you have to get your half hour of weather forecasting. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> All right, uh, G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. Congratulations to Depew's Larry Jones on his 300th win. That's amazing, Raj. Kensington High School, class oh, of 1976. That says it all. What can uh, I say? I can't escape it, guys. I just can't escape it. 76. There, that's the spirit. You I don't think I there's mean? ever been a show where someone hasn't been linked to Kensington. It, I think it's hey, a conspiracy. Hey, when you're good, you know, it's hard to be humble. I hear you. You can't link me to Kensington. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what that is. And that's, no, I'm just kidding. And that's <laughs> your disadvantage. Sorry. Okay. But, you know. Fair, true. Good point. Uh, once again, the Jim McNally Wildcat Offense Clinic is coming up Saturday, March 21st. It'll be from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Kenmore East High School in Tonawanda. There is no fee for the clinic. Registration deadline is Friday, March 13th. Email Pat Veltri at P V E L T R I at K T U F S D dot org to register. Also, NASA, the league that I'm involved with, you hear me talking about a lot, and we'll be talking about it a little bit more in just a minute. Well, NASA will be hosting their spring NFL flag football at this. NASA members, as well as the YMCA of Buffalo and Niagara, participating. The season will go from mid-May to mid-June and will be held at various NASA member fields. Girls and boys are encouraged to play. Ages are from 5 to 14. Registration will begin on March 1st. For more information and to sign up, go to NiagaraErieYouthSports.com. That's Niagara Erie Youth Sports dot com. 
All right, you guys remember, uh, and Raja, I know you would test, attend one of our rallies when we last uh, spoke about what was going on in New York State with banning uh, tackle football 12 and under. Uh, a council was formed shortly after, which saying, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna nip it in the bud. We're gonna get ahead of New York State, and we're gonna show that uh, we are providing a safe environment for the kids to play." Now we're talking. I was, Talk about Ray Turpin during the week, and I asked the question, you know, Ray, the vote was supposed to have been in early January. You know, it's in subcommittee. If it passes there, then it goes on to, for the state lawmakers to vote on it. And, uh, you know, so it was supposed to be then, and if it passed, it would move forward. And at one time I had, I had read that it looked like they had the votes. Well, they still haven't taken the vote. There's no updates as to when. So now my uh, my mind is thinking, because I, I cover politics on WBEN, I kind of know how the game is played. You don't have the votes, you delay. Right. And that's what it seems to me. And I asked Ray, I said, what do you think? Does it look like they don't have the votes and they're trying to bend arms to get people to go along with it? Because I'm assuming that there's been a lot of outrage from people throughout the state. Like, what are you doing? That's up to the parents to decide, and whatever reason you want to throw in there. Uh, so that's where that is right now. So I've invited uh, Katie Hoyle on the program this morning. She's the youth football director for Section 6 for New York State Council on Youth Football. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. How are you doing on this chilly Saturday? I'm trying to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, you're... You're the youth director for Section 6 for New York State Council on Youth Football. And for people who are not familiar, can you go into a little detail what the New York State Council on Youth Football is? Um, the council is uh, it's fairly new. Um, we had a meeting in uh, Endwell to try and get people together to form the council. Um, basically, we are a group trying to bring unity across New York State between youth football programs um, and trying to bring high school programs in also. Um, the goal is to educate parents, kids, coaches, anyone involved in the programs on the advancements that have been made and are being made to make youth football the safest it's ever been. There's high-quality training requirements for all of our coaches, advanced safety equipment, um, we want to bring this statewide, bring everyone who's involved together so that we can all follow the same type of program to make sure that everyone is getting a high-quality program, everyone is safe. Um, we are partnering with USA Football um, and their football development model. Yep. And we unveiled that at Starpoint, uh, what was that, in September, I think it was. And that was a pretty neat experience. It was uh, they had the Starpoint Youth uh, League out there, and members of USA Football uh, were present, put the kids through drills, and it was great. I had a chance to speak to a lot of the, the president of USA Football, some of the others involved. It was a great time, very informative. Yeah, I actually went to um, the USA Football headquarters in October for a parent. Um, we just kind of sat down with a few parents from various organizations um, around the country to learn more about the program, um, to give our input, because we were 
one of the first few chosen to try and implement some of the aspects of the program. Let me ask you this. What would the benefit be in teaming up with the high schools for youth football? To be able to have them on a level where our youth program coincides with what they'll be doing when they go to high school football. And that's the main thing. Our job as youth coaches is oh, yeah. to get kids ready for the next level. You know, we talk about, okay, well, you're, you're coaching the freshman division. Well, your job is to get them ready for uh, the JV. Well, the responsibility of the JV coach is to get the kids ready for varsity. The varsity coaches, it's their job to get kids ready for high school. So if you keep going with that, your kids are going to be ready, and it's going to benefit the high schools. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, a few years ago, I sat down with our high school program, some of the coaches there, and we talked about trying to, you know, mesh the programs together. And they, we, our school used to have a modified program. And they were talking about how our modified program was very different from what the high school program was trying to teach and trying to have our youth program flow more into the high school program. So what the kids are learning in youth is going to take them through into high school instead of it being kind of a, a different approach. Katie, Kyrie Demos has a question. Um, so sure. I just wanted to ask you about what what's the feedback been from the parents um, in the community um, that you've been working with? Um, I, I'm sure they've got a lot of questions and, you know, just thoughts and concerns that they have about um, the, the potential of, of this ban being ruled. Um, from what I have, have heard from the parents, they're not happy with it. People do not want this ban being approved. Um, most of the people I talk to, of course, are our football family anyways. So it's all people who are involved in football, whose children are involved in football. Um, anyone who's not that I've talked to is on the fence. And I think it's because they don't have all the information. Bingo. Realize how safe football is. Bingo. There's so much misinformation out there, Katie. Yeah. And uh, a lot of it is led by a former NFL player uh, who is really doing injustice by misinforming. And, you know, one of the things that we learned at the rallies that we attended was, you know, anybody could write an article and say, okay, this is uh, what happens to your brain. But unless it's uh, uh, peer tested, peer reviewed, it's just an opinion. How much of that stuff has happened to their brain from their participation in youth football compared to college or possibly the pros and all that? Right. That's where I think all the serious hits are going. As far as the parents are concerned, to me, it's there's two classifications. The parents, for the kids that are old enough to be involved, it should be their decision. And for the ones who don't have kids, they seem to be you know, running the roost and all that. It's those parents, so their kids are probably too old and have passed that, and it won't affect them anyway. And you know, and the other th bit of misinformation that's out there is when when you have somebody that's trying to make a point of yes, we should ban youth football for twelve and under. They use uh, the throwback days of when coaches would kick you in the butt 
grab you by the face mask and shake your head. Or if you complain that uh, you were dizzy, the coach would say, rub a little dirt and get back out there. Those days are so long gone. And Katie, you had mentioned you know, how we were partnered up with USA Football. The guidelines that they laid down for safety, such as heads up, keeping the head out of contact, has made the game so much safer, as Roger mentioned, it, that, you know, you got to get all the facts before you can make a decision. So if you know what USA football is all about, you know the things that we've been doing to make the game safer, you can make an educated decision. Exactly. And I think one of the biggest things and part of um, something the council wants to do is get the information out there. We want to get it out to, I mean, all the parents. The parents are crucial because they're the ones deciding on if their kids are going to participate or not. Yeah, and the other thing too is that you you know you, you're trying to team up with uh, all kinds of uh, organizations like the Western New York Amateur Football Alliance yeah. to provide services throughout Western New York various youth programs. It's so important to be able to have contacts and people that you can work with, you know, as a youth organization and above. Yes, um, and on the website for the council, it's www cyf.org. Um, there you can join the council there at a parent level, a membership level, um, and there's contact information for all of the section directors on there. My name, my phone number, my emails on there. If anyone wanted to contact me, or um, you know the the representative for whatever section of the state that they're in, you could contact them. Um, well, More. Katie, it sounds like uh, you're on the right direction, and I really applaud the efforts of the council, and I hope more and more organizations get involved. Go to, as Katie mentioned, nyscyf.org. You get more information. You can sign up for things like that. Katie, keep us uh, up to date as to what's going on and we're and, uh, you know all throughout the process. I definitely will. Thank you. That's Katie Hoyle. Uh, she's done a, doing a great job with the youth football. She's the youth football director for Section 6 uh, for the New York State Council on Youth Football. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's Matt Aurora getting us updated on high school wrestling. We'll have all that and more on Inside High School Sports. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Oh, I like this. Thanks, DK. We're it's back. It's from a video game. I do. I like it. It's from Sonic Adventure. Is it really? <laughs> they used to have cool music on Madden. They don't anymore. Now it's just all, all rap. Playlist. It's yeah. Like, it's like 10 songs. It's not even... There was one that's win, 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 win. That gets stuck in my head constantly. Well, that was on college football uh, on ESPN, their college football hype every night and their commercials, which was pretty sweet. That got me (laughs) juiced up for college football every night, yeah. It's one of those things, it's an earworm, and you get stuck with it. All right, we're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligiuri. Next to me, Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette. Yeah, that's Roger over there, Mr. Uh, Friendly. Troublemaker. Troublemaker, of course. And we are joined by Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics to talk wrestling. We're at the stage now where, all right, it's time to get serious. Mm -hmm. We have uh, sections coming up, followed by states. Get us up to date, buddy. All right. Um, Well, this is the perfect time to discuss with the postseason upon us. It's been, you know, last week was was the, you know, with the dual meet championship set up, the last couple of weeks have been postseason, but now is the individual postseason. So I guess make that uh, determine, you know, the line of separation there. But uh, today's is is the class tournaments um, around the section. So classes A, double A, B, and then C slash D are all going on. So the class A tournaments over at North Tonawanda, double A is over at uh, Will South. Um, the B tournaments at Cheektowaga today, and Falconer is hosting the C slash D tournament. And these are qualifying tournaments for the sectional championships or state qualifier, whatever you want to call it, next weekend. The top four kids in AA and A go to the sectional tournament, and the top five in each weight class from B and C slash D go to their state qualifier. And then tomorrow is the Monsignor Martin All-Catholic qualifier for the Catholic High School State uh, Championships, which are next weekend as well. So what's up, Roger? When you say individual yeah. now, yep, can eventually – Somebody in the 113-pound class uh, from a Class D school wrestle somebody from the same weight division from, a, say, a Class A school? No. For the o- why not? Uh, there's a division separation, a large school, small school separation. So I believe it's 600 or more are in large schools. I understand, yeah. I understand yeah. the breakdown yeah. there, but if it's individual, why can't eventually you have – what if the best 113-pound wrestler – I hope I hit, I hit a right number when I said it. Sure, yeah, yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did yeah. Why can't he wrestle a guy from? Uh, why can't someone from say uh, Frewsburg wrestle somebody from Lockport if they're in the same class to determine who's the overall well, best in that class? Because in two thousand three, two thousand four, the state separated the big school small school event from nineteen sixty four to two thousand four. It was one tournament. All right, then they separated it at the state level for participation reasons. Right. I mean, in a lot of other states, like in Pennsylvania, you know, there's four or five different classes. They have four or five state championships for their size of schools. But their participation is better. It's more competitive overall. So they, that, that's why they do that there. But in New York State, you know, 
going on 20 years ago now, they made a, they, they separated it between a big school, small school thing. But you're always going to get the stigma against the small schools. Well, that 113-pounder from Fruisburg would never beat the 113-pounder yeah. from Lockport or Roger, something like that. Roger, you worry that. about things that really shouldn't <laughs> be I worried no about. Control. Let's get back to focusing yeah. about I'm wrestling. I'm sorry, but I still no, like to defend the small He always schools. throws out these ridiculous uh, hypotheticals. <laughs> no, it's a, good, it's a good thought, and a lot of people are in favor of of having a one, a combined state championship and people have across the state, especially I know in central New York have tried to put on an event where they invite the state champions of both big school, small school to go to Syracuse. It hasn't panned out very well because most of the kids that win in division one are from long Island. And then you've got, you know, there's people are like, we don't want to travel, you know, a week after the States or two weeks or three weeks. Like we're done. Like over, you getting know? into spring season at that point for some. Yeah, points. I mean these guys, these kids wrestle so much. I mean these kids wrestle so much these days that by the time the states are over, some guys have fifty-five, sixty matches, you know, <laughs> done. Oh, yeah. Let's I'm talk about who's it. making noise right now. Um, well, I uh, let's see, we got a couple, a handful of returning state tournament place winners. Um, we've got four returning state place winners in Division One. We've got only one in Division Two. Coming back, um, you know, we've talked about the McDougald kids a lot over the years. Um, Willie uh, from Niagara Falls is looking for a second state title. He's kind of on a war path for that right now. He looks, he, he, he wrestle, he's been wrestling great. He, um, he's ranked 19th in the country according to Intermap. Wow. And he lost by a point to one of the top five guys in the country who was from Pennsylvania at the Eastern States a few weeks ago. So Wasn't he Will, ranked one at the time? He might have been. I'm not totally sure. It's really close, though. Yeah. So Willie's right there with the best in the country, um, and I'm hoping to maybe get some information about where he's going to commit because I know he wants to wrestle in college somewhere, but I'm really hoping to get some information on that soon. I'm really interested to see Any chance he where would he goes. Uh, wrestle in Olympics? I mean, maybe if he works that hard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean he's, he's got to be that good. He's got the talent, um, but that's a long – that's the years down the road okay. of, of taking Olympic red shirts for in college and – in going along that kind of path. I know that it's actually pretty interesting. I don't know if you know this, but Lou Roselli, who was a Roy Hart, I believe, alumni, um, is, a, is a National Wrestling Hall of Fame um, guy, uh, with Greater Buffalo Area Hall of Fame. He's the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't know. There's a little Western New York connection for you. Oh, neat. That's pretty cool. But um, Willie, so he's looking for his second state title. His cousin Justin over at Wheatfield is looking for his first state title. He's been in th two state finals matches. He's a three three-time state tournament placer. He's an Eastern States champ and took second, um, or no, third a few weeks ago, Eastern States. But um, he's right in the mix for a state title as well. He actually, um, at Eastern States, he lost to the uh, defending state champ, I believe, in like the ultimate overtime from Hilton, so one section over. So I'm hoping to see that clash again in the state final. It'd be pretty cool. Um, Grand Island's Adam D'Agostani is looking for to be the, fir the Grand Island's first state champion. At 182? 170. Or 170 now? Um, okay. And then, uh, and then Lancaster's Ryan Stencil is the is the other is the last the four um, rounds out the top the four uh, returning big school state tournament placers. He took fifth in the state last year. They have not had a state champion there since 1986, which Whoa. is for Lancaster wrestling. You know, like they have a long proud tradition. But um, yeah, going back to Coach Beck, a long time. Yeah, I mean, a long time. So, um, so I'm, I'm obviously hopeful for them. I, you know, he uh, Ryan deserves it. He works hard. He's been a great, great, you know, great representative of that program. And then uh, in Division Two, our only returning state placer is um, Newfane Zandy Lachinsky, who was a state finalist last year. He's a two-time placer. 
So uh, he should be back in 106 today. just wanted to ask you about yeah. some of the uh, high-risers, some kids that have been uh, making waves this season. May, may have not been on the radar coming into the year, but some dark horses that mm -hmm. um, have placed themselves in, in a good position at the uh, with the start of the postseason. Um, well, you got a lot of returning sectional champions who have it, who didn't place at the state tournament. You got a lot of guys who were there as wild cards last year. We sent one of our strongest wild card groups, I think, in the sec since we started doing it in Section Six big schools. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot to go over. I mean, I like from from Double A from Williamsville North. Um, we got two returning sectional champions with Cam Catrabone, who's now only an eighth grader. He's a returning sectional champ. Really talented young wrestler, Mike Catanzaro is his teammate. Catanzaro's got holds the the record over there as a junior at Williamsville North for for career wins. Mm -hmm. So he's just going to keep piling them up. Right. Um, Orchard Park's Mike Pataki is a returning section champion. He was their first in 14 years, if you can believe that, last oh, year. Oh, pretty cool. God. Good football player. All state, I believe, first oh, team, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, all Western New York linebacker yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, football coaches love those wrestlers too. We know that. Absolutely. Um, in uh. Grand Island's got a couple. Uh, they got a returning sectional champ in, in Blake Bielek, heavyweight, 220-pounder. Um, looks real good this season. Really athletic for a big guy. Very athletic um, for a big guy. His brother, so his brother Brian Bielek is definitely a state tournament. Um, I, I think I don't think Brian wasn't a sectional finalist last year, but he's definitely good enough to be at the state tournament for sure. And then Jack Randall, of course, has been awesome as a senior in wrestling in the lightweights. So. I like that. 220 a heavyweight. I wish I weighed 220. Well, that's not even the biggest weight class. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, Mention the biggest one so I can feel light. Yeah. <laughs> Those 285 yep. pounders, they hold it down. Uh, okay, I'm feeling better. Hamburg's got a couple guys, I think, that are. Ryan Forrest is a senior for them. He he um, uh, he was a state tournament wild card last year, but then you got the Collins twins, who are great lacrosse players and athletes for them. I could see either of them being at the state tournament as wild cards, if you know, unless, of course, they win. Um, they're going to be in tough weight classes right around with Willie and and Justin and mixed in there, but we'll see where they end up today because I haven't seen the seeds yet for Class A, um, but I'll know in, in about an hour when I when I show up to North Tonawanda. And then Depew's Carson Alberti is a returning section champ, really flying under the radar. Isn't you know, um, kind of bounced around with the with the Depew was on its own, and then Cleveland Hill combined with them, and now Depew is combined with Alden. So there's a little bit of confusion with the team sometimes, but you can't forget about Carson Alberti, fantastic young wrestler. Um, I believe he's only a, t a, a sophomore now as well. Fantastic young. I wrestler like seeing the younger the guys that are coming up. That's great. Yep, I, I've I've gotten to see him a couple times this year. He looks fantastic. So he's got to he's got to end up on the podium this year as well. And then of course Clarence's Aiden Ravido is a sectional finalist. Um, been to states four times. Uh, Two-time section champion has not made the podium yet. I, I've got a good feeling he's going to end up on it this year. He's wrestling great, taking on some really good competition as well. When you get so. to the point of you know your wrestling force uh, states, what's the difference between winning and going home? I mean, are these guys all pretty much equally matched up, and it's just maybe it was one move here or there that yeah. was the difference? There's there's some weight classes where there's clearly a favorite or two favorites. Um, I mean, there's some where you always see pins at the state tournament. You always see overtime matches. You know, you see a lot of really good wrestling. And you see it at the Division One level, too, you know. I just, you, you know, you, you got all these great wrestlers in the same bracket, and there's always going to be pins at Division One, Division One, the best of the best in the country, you know. Same thing with the state tournament. So, I mean, parity-wise, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I, I guess, I, I mean, especially when you get to the later rounds it's really interesting to see like late saturday the consolation semis the consolation quarterfinals what we like to refer to as the blood rounds 
those are what really tests a, a young man's character. Does that come down yeah. to conditioning, how well you've been conditioned? Because, I mean, that's a lot that you're going through. Conditioning-wise, yeah, to that, you know, when it gets this late in the season, you get down to your last two or three matches of the season, yeah, it definitely matters. But a lot of it's mental toughness at that point, too. And sometimes you just wrestle a better wrestler. But, you know, can you get out when you're down by a point and you need to get out to win the match, can you do it type of thing, you know, like in overtime. So Pulling upsets, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Matt, you said cancellation. Is that like wrestling for the bronze medal, so yes. to speak? Yes, yep, okay. that's exactly right. Yep. And this year, actually, the consolation got a little stronger as well because they're placing, we're placing the eight-place finishes now instead of six. So there's a new seventh and eighth-place uh, round, which is designed to incorporate um, uh, like, the not, like the federation schools, the, uh, the, the um, independent schools, the public school athletic league, and the Catholic schools. Normally, when someone from those schools or from those areas is going to guarantee placement, they wrestle an extra seventh or eighth place match because the state wants NISFA schools to have the placement. So, like it states, you'll say, like a Catholic school kid wins a state title, they'll take a picture of the federation champion and then they'll make him get off and they'll move the second place guy, if he's a NISFA wrestler, to number one and say he's, a, he's a, <laughs> the state champion wrestler but not the Federation champion. Uh-huh. And there's been a lot of confusion with that over the years. So I can the, see why. Yeah. yeah so in a lot You're of the more kids, confused than usual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of, if you don't, you know, if you don't know a lot of the details and in, in stuff like that, if you're not really a wrestling person, you might be very confused by that. And a lot of the kids get confused too. So they went ahead, the state did and said, okay, we're going to have to put aside some extra money for patches or do whatever we got to do, but we can't keep this confusion up because we're catching, like, you know, it's very confusing. A lot of people didn't understand it. So, this was a solution which I'm in, which I'm in favor of for sure. Before so, we get, yeah. uh, we're, we're coming up against a break, and before uh, we come back and size up more of the wrestlers and the programs, do colleges offer scholarships? Do they start waiting until after the states before they uh, start recruiting? In other words, you know, oh wow, Jimmy uh, Jones just won a state title. Let's. Uh, you know, no, they we have need the, to get after him. I mean, no, they have the same. The, the timeline can be the same. You know, I believe isn't there a spring, Kyrie? You guys might yeah. know better. Is there a spring uh, college signing time yeah, for sports? So okay. if you're a if you're a junior, it's um like if you're let's say you're you're in your junior year, going into your uh, juniors your full before the school year even starts you can sign schools can start talking to you in that like june 15th i believe is the date um and then you can sign up until i mean up until the early signing day period is i believe it's sometime in the fall that's for juniors yes okay what what just happened this week a lot of seniors i saw a lot of seniors just signed yeah it's the the first wednesday in february and i think the first wednesday in november yes is there a spring first wednesday like june or something i'm i don't not I don't, that I'm I aware of. I can't recall of. if yeah, there is. Not that okay. I'm aware of. Well, either yeah, way, I'm just curious either way as far to, as recruiting. To, no, either way, to answer your question, yeah. I mean, wrestlers, I saw all sorts of wrestlers signing this week. I mean, um, especially in North Carolina State in, for upstate New York. In North Carolina State's head coach is Pat Popolizio, who's originally a Niskayuna guy. Um, coached at Binghamton after that. Just a, a name to know in upstate New York wrestling or in Northeast wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's got a stranglehold on the state of New York. For, for North Carolina State, he signed two or three guys this week. Two, at least two that I know of this week alone, to to go to, to go to North Carolina to wrestle. Pretty cool, a- including Kellen Devlin, who is a three-time state champ from Amherst. Right, he's already he's. I mean, obviously he's on the team there already. But I mean, that just goes to show the kind of stranglehold North Carolina 
Where, where's North Carolina State? Raleigh, maybe? I'm not. Yeah, I, just in that Raleigh, Durham. Yeah, area. so it, that just goes to show what kind of reach that has for a guy that's from New York State down, you know, all the way down the East Coast. So, pretty Neat. cool. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Matt, get us, uh, you know, some more wrestlers and uh, programs, what to look forward to the rest of the season. Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Oh, I love that. Talking Cars has me thinking about the auto show going on right now. A lot of cool vehicles. I just had, like, you know, level 10 excitement uh, go off of my head yesterday when I read that the Dodge Durango is now going to come out with the Hellcat engine. 707 horsepower Durango. Oh, yeah, baby. You belong in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a great Diana, time. Diana found online the new uh, Chrysler 300. I got my <sighs> definitely are... got my interest in that one. The gold. Is it uh, design a lot of difference in design or not that much difference okay. enough that that there is a difference, but not so you have to guess what car it is. You know, it's still a 300. But I love those cars. It's the and affordable that luxury, right? Classic, there. right there. Everyone, I like mine so much. You know, I, I should have probably upgraded two years ago. But I like it so much, and everyone can't believe it's uh, 2013. Uh, by the way, I saw Paul Stasiak. He says hello. <laughs> He's told me some funny stories about Phil. I can't mention it on the air. <laughs> All right, we're talking with Matt O'Rourke about uh, wrestling, and we still have uh, some more to go. Go ahead, Matt. So uh, we left off with the large school, some of the large school returning stars and state place winners and wild cards of the tournament. So in Class B, we already talked about Andy Luchinski, who's a state finalist and a two-time state place winner from Newfane. Um, Iroquois has a, a great bunch of little guys, all packed within 99 to about 132 pounds. Great any program. Of them, any of the, uh, awesome program. Um, and one of their own is going to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame for the Outstanding American Award with our executive director, Tim Slade. Really? In September, which is pretty cool, yeah. Outstanding. So, um, I could have wrestled in a 113-pound class if they let kindergartners. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so uh, so they've got a bunch of real good guys. Any of them are contenders. they got two other guys at 160 and 182 with Barry and Current, who are both studs as well. But they do return a wild card with Don Bukacheski, um, who wrestled in 106 last year. He's back at 120. He looks fantastic right now. East Aurora has a returning section champ. With Alex Skaronsky, um, Lakeshore's got a returning section champ with Julian Martin, and then you get into some of the upper upper weights, which are a little bit controlled by Fredonia. They got a returning section champ with Sarah Kristen. They got you know Jake Skinner's wrestling well right now. He's a sectional finalist at 285 from last year. Um, Jaden Hears from Newfane's a returning sectional champion. Um, Ryan Nugent is a returning finalist, or you know um, yeah, he's a returning finalist and went to states last year from Newfane. Jason Frazier at Tonawanda is a returning sectional champion. He should be right back in the mix. And then in CD, um, a little thin on returning sectional champions, which just means the, the door's that much wider open for, uh, for for new champions. Maple Grove has a bunch of real good real good uh, wrestlers. Jake Tomlinson's an upper, upper weight back at, as a sectional finalist. A guy to watch out for definitely for everybody is Luke Tomlinson. Um, he's a sophomore at about 132 pounds. Already has about... 100 and already has about 150 wins he may end up with 100 100 more by the time he's done in two years so wow. um he's fantastic um Braden newman from 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 the hero of the of falconer state tournament uh state championship 
at 106 pounds. He's the sectional finalist. He's back as a re- top returning sectional finalist or sectional place winner. And I don't know if you knew this, but it's actually pretty interesting. So they went into the state dual meet tournament ranked number one in the state without returning a single state tournament competitor. Wow. They didn't sign one. To, that's back this year. That's crazy, they, re- right? they They graduated a state champion, right? Robbie Penhollow, great football player as well. They graduated a place winner, and they graduated another guy who went to states but didn't place. They graduated three guys who went to states, a champion, and 150 wins in one season combined between the three of them, and 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 they're and they're better this year. Wow! If that tells you how good a coach is in the community they have down there, no doubt. Yeah. So um, they've got a couple guys in the mix. Um, uh, Bryce Bagley who's going Division One to run track at the Citadel next year. Um, is in the mix of 152 for Falconer. They got a bunch of big guys, the Johnson brothers, Brock Johnson, Hudson Johnson, Beekner, and Maurer, all in the upper weights, the four upper weights. That should all do some damage. Um, Giovanni Schifano, great athlete, great soccer player as well at Eden. He's a sectional finalist, was a was a, um, a wild card to the state tournament last year. He's back uh, about, I think, at 160 he should be at wrestling. And then um, Chautauqua Lake, I mentioned them a little bit ago. They have a bunch of real good, real fine lightweights, very competitive lightweights. They have a section champion from two years ago. Um, did not make it back last year, but he's a top seed today. It's Brendan Ramsey also, I believe, on the state tournament or state champion uh, Wolfpack team. I think he goes to Panama. This is school. How about the Catholics? Uh, the Catholics, so good question. So St. Joe's wrapped up a uh, league title this week, uh, last Friday, their first dual title. In, in three seasons, but they are going for their sixth straight All-Catholics tournament title tomorrow at Canisius. Um, they are led by three stars with Ronnie Jones, Caleb Leswing, and Ben Parrish. Uh, Leswing's an East, Eastern States place winner. Jones is a returning uh, CHSAA finalist, and his brother was the last guy from St. Joe's to place in the Federation tournament going back five years, I believe. So he's he's having a great season, right at 170, mixed in with uh, Canisius's Joe Dixon and Kyrie. Actually, did a really nice article on him this week <laughs> from the Gazette on mm-hmm. uh, on Joe Dixon. He's also closing in on their on their their single season program uh, wins record as well. He's at I believe 36 and three at the at this point in the season. Yeah, he's got so, a, a really successful teammate this season too, uh, Braden Vanderberg, yep. who's uh, 38 and five this season. Vanderberg's a returning. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, yeah, he he's a good he's been a fantastic for them. For Canisius, Luke Bridges is a real good wrestler. He's an All Catholics finalist, placed in Catholic school tournament last year. Um, let's see, yeah, I mean the the Ash brothers at St. Mary's are fantastic right now. Matt and Zach Ash are having really great seasons uh, for the Lancers. Both of them should be in the mix, if not you know to, to win All Catholics titles this weekend, but you know should be in the mix for the CHSAA tournament as well. Um, I mean. I'm, yeah, I mean, there's just some really good performances this year from uh, from a Monsignor Martin schools. So, well, Matt, thank you a bunch yeah. for spending some time with us, dropping a whole lot of knowledge, mm-hmm. and you know, best of luck to all of our wrestlers, yep. and not only in sections in the Catholics, but also in states. I love it when we bring home state champions. Yeah, me too. It's great. So it's, it's <laughs> awesome to see. All right, guys, thanks much. Uh, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.